right, folks, to the Mel Wright Show. This is episode 174. I've got we've got a great guest here. Um, she's been on one of my other shows. She's a fantastically experienced copywriter. It's Belinda Weaver. Belinda, would you like to quickly introduce yourself to the listeners and viewers? Hello, everyone. Thank you, Jonathan and Robert, for having me. My name is Belinda Weaver. I am a copywriter. My business is Copyright Matters. And at the heart of it, I help copywriters and business owners write copy that makes them money. And I do that with courses and coaching and mentoring. Yes, folks, she teaches the copywriters. So we thought she was the right person to come on the show. And I've got my great co-host with us, Robert Newman. Would you quite quickly like to introduce yourself to the new listeners of viewers from it? <laughs> sure. I am uh, the master of the real estate marketing universe. I am the founder of a company called Inbound REM and a website by the same name. And you can find all that you need to know about me at inboundrem.com. Just a quick footnote for our listeners. I am no longer taking on clients for 2018. So uh, if you do check me out, it's going to be an informational journey. That's right. That's right. So um, what about you, John? Come on. Well, I'm the founder of <laughs> MailRight. We're a platform that gets you quality seller leads using the power of Facebook. Um, if that sounds interesting, have a movie on the website. Um, first of all, I just want to say to our new listeners and viewers, thank you for joining us. Last month was our biggest month of downloads, um, which was very encouraging. So thank you for joining us. Um, so, so what's your what's a what's your give us a brief um, outline, Belinda? What's your background and how you quickly how you got into the world of copywriting? Sure. Well, I think like many people these days, my career has taken a little bit of a journey. So when I graduated from uni, it was in the world of IT. I started off as a back-end mainframe programmer at a bank in Brisbane, Australia. Um, after, yeah, <laughs> well, I didn't stay there for very long. Um, I ended up in marketing and then that's when I discovered copywriting. So I was working in a marketing role um, a few years into doing marketing and I was looking for a change and I heard about copywriting as a thing I could actually do as a job on my own. I could run my own business um, and that's when I, I created Copyright Matters. So I actually worked as a side gig for six months building up my pipeline of leads and my marketing and everything like that. And, and when I was confident that I could take the leap because I've always been a planner, that's just what I did. Um, and I bagged my current employer as my first retainer client. And that was in 2010. So I've been doing copywriting ever since. So that was in Australia. I've since lived in England and I've since lived in Australia. So I love copywriting as a very transportable business. That is true. That is true. Got a question, Robert? No, no. Just <laughs> a gesture. Just a flamboyant gesture. Yeah, uh, that's me. You'll get used to it. Uh, you know, I have no, I have no questions. I'm very excited. I'm enthusiastic. I love, I love internet marketing and copywriting as a business that you can do anywhere in the world. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've started to exercise, like, like stretch my wings. So when you were saying, oh, it's a transportable business, I'm like, huh. I haven't been to London. I haven't been to Brisbane. I should go to those places. That's yeah. Which is I mean, what, what many of us do is we just create a job that we do from our office at home, and that's okay. But the possibilities are there. 
It's good to know. Right. So, um, obviously, we get a lot of agents and brokers listening to the show. And what they're about is getting traffic to their website. Um, Have you got any lessons or tips that you would like to share about getting that traffic to your website? Well, I think um, it's easy because traffic is what everyone thinks. If I need more customers, then I need more traffic. Um, And it's not necessarily true because we should be talking about conversions. As long as you're getting high qualified traffic to your website, it might be a lower number of people, but they stick around for longer. Robert, you were just saying you spent 10 to 15 minutes reading my website. So, you know, I would prefer to get fewer numbers of people to my website and have them stay on the website for longer and have them convert into a customer than bucket loads of traffic that spend five seconds on my website and then bounce off. So that's the first thing. And I think um, it's important to consider lead generation and SEO, which is search engine optimization, which is how you get found on Google. I mean, we can talk about other search engines, but Google is the business. Um, when we're talking about lead generation and SEO, we have to think about it as a long-term game. It's something I always talk to, to my copywriting students and, and people I'm coaching about marketing being like a big water wheel. Like it takes a lot of effort to get it moving, but once you got it going, the momentum will carry you a long way and you require only a little bit of effort to keep it moving. So you've got to have this mindset that lead generation, getting traffic, search engine optimization, this is all a long-term strategy that you need to be working at all the time. I always say always be marketing. That's what we need to do. We need to make time if we want to generate traffic. We need to make time to be on social media. We need to make time to help people in communities and groups and be generous with our knowledge and experience. We need to make time to create and share valuable content as well. And this is where blogs can really come in and help. They're great for SEO and they're great to give you reasons for people to come to your website. And then when you're doing all these kind of things, you don't have to push the sale because you're pulling people to you. And part of that pull marketing approach is that they are getting to know you, they're getting to like you, they're getting to trust you, and then you're not actually asking for a sale. It's just a natural progression of the relationship taking the next step. Right. I have a quick, well, Okay, so you have this big client. You're you're you've decided you're going to be a copywriter. You get this. You get you get somebody that's hired you. When did you establish Copyright Matters, your own website? What what year did you make that decision? Two thousand and nine. I went to a seminar and I found out about copywriting. Within two months, I had registered the business name, and then within six months, I had a pipeline of work that I was comfortable enough to quit my day job. So I I went solo in 2010, but I registered the business in October 2009. And you were already publishing uh, content on your own site during that time frame? I didn't start a blog until 2011, but I was using social media. So this was back in the day when you could just publish some tips and be helpful on social media and clients would just call you up and hire you. <laughs> and it's a little bit harder these days. You've got to put it, you've got to put out a lot more to get it back, but it's worth it. 
So then when I started my blog, that's when I started seeing traction with SEO because I started getting domain authority by publishing a blog post every week. And the blog post gave me content to share on social media, which drew people back to my website. And then a little later, I started converting the blog posts into LinkedIn articles. I converted the blog posts into YouTube tutorials. I converted the blog posts into lots of tweets and lots of social media updates. So you have one idea with a blog post that can turn into tons and tons of content if you repurpose it in a smart way. And then you're getting people who like videos. You're getting people who are hanging out on Facebook. You're getting people who like to read your blog. You're getting people at all angles. True, definitely. So for our listeners, uh, because I am in, in, for our podcast, I am the resident inbound marketer, a resident uh, SEO guy. And I did run your website through a tool that I use frequently called uh, AREFs. And one of my favorite things about it was uh, you have a keyword that you're ranking for called copywriter portfolio, which I would imagine is an extremely high value uh, keyword when you're in the copywriting business. And so you're ranking number three for that. And guys, uh, for those of that are listening, she has four or 5,000 targeted visitors. Um, almost everything that I saw, like SEO copywriting, she's on the first page for number 10. So I'm really super impressed, Belinda, by what you've managed to do using these strategies that, you, um, that you're talking about. You have $8,000 worth of uh, organic traffic. So if you're paying for it, you'd be paying almost 100 grand a year, but you're not. You're just simply... Uh, creating valuable content. So that's the numbers for those people that know that I am a numbers guy. Um, oh, thank you. So, so you've done all this stuff. Uh, what are, what, so obviously I've had, I've had a, a shit show of an experience. I, like I've made a lot of mistakes. I've done everything wrong before I ever did it right. And uh, I'm just that's how curious. we learn, Robert. <laughs> <laughs> that's how we learn. <laughs> did you, what, what are a couple of your lessons that you learned in the, like, uh, in terms of traffic generation for your website, or maybe, maybe even other lessons, maybe we, we drift away from, you know, that and you just say, what are a couple of valuable lessons in your nine years that you've been doing this? Well, I think the big one is don't let perfection stand in the way of progress. Get it done and get it out. A lot of people don't publish a blog because they think, what am I going to say? And then, then they think, well, loads of people have already said this or, oh, loads of people are more expert than I am. Well, why would anyone read me? Why would anyone read what I've got to say? And that will stop you starting. So you've got to be able to get over that. I mean, as a copywriter, I'm always fiddling with my copy. For me, that always me- that means introducing typos all the time. Whenever my proofreader finishes proofreading, I put it up there and I think, oh, just make one more change. And that's what <laughs> happens every time. So, you know, I've got to, I've had to tell myself, just get it done. It doesn't have to be perfect. You can tweak it later. And, you know, I always say to my students, writing a blog when you're just starting out is like practicing a speech to an empty room. No one's reading it. Because you're just starting out. People can't even find you online, but it lets you practice your voice. It lets you practice your writing. You will get better and you've got to start somewhere. And I think real estate is such a, it's a goldmine of topics, you know, going back to what am I going to say? Because a blog is an opportunity and your social media, any way you interact with your clients online is an opportunity for you to educate them and get them ready to work with you. 
So people start, you know, looking for a house or looking to sell a house and they've got tons of questions. They have no idea what they're doing, but they're not quite ready to trust a person to take it over. Some people are. But what we do, we have these five stages of awareness where we're problem unaware. Then we're, pro- then we're aware we have a problem. Then we're aware that there are some solutions. Then we're aware of specific products or people. And then we're most aware and we're ready to take the next step. So, you know, the journey through your website and the content you put out has to be intentionally helping people move to become the most aware they can be so that they're ready to work with you. So there's tons of advice that you can give out and then people think, oh, I can't give away all my knowledge because people might steal it or people (laughs) might go and do it themselves. And that's fine. Yes, some people might do it themselves, but more often than not, in any industry, people go, oh, that's a bit harder than I thought it was (laughs) going to be. I need some help. And who am I going to get to help me? that cracking person who's been putting out all this awesome content and has been helping because I know them now and I trust them. So, you know, there's so many benefits and there's so many things to say. You've just got to get over your own ego a little bit and just get started and not let that perfection stand in the way of your progress. All right. Go ahead, John. Yeah, I think another thing, Belinda, I just want to see if you what you think of this is I think with a lot of our agents, it's um we've been hammering away at this for a while, but it's finding your niche. It's finding either having that niche be geo based, i.e. you just you become the expert of a specific area in a city or a particular client base. Let's say you specialise in retirement buying a uh, a retirement home for somebody that's moving down. doesn't really matter, but finding that niche, it will help enormously with focus and the, about the content that you should be writing for your blog. What do mm. you think about that? Oh, absolutely. And it applies, I mean, it applies for copywriters, it applies for a lot of industries. Um, when you can share a niche, when you can dig div, dig deep, when you can dig deeply, <laughs> um, <laughs> what you'll find is, being a generalist is totally okay, but people will pay extra for specialist skills and it will help you stand apart from the market. So being a generalist is okay, but as people will pay extra for specialist skills. And, you know, I mean, I have a friend uh, who's just come out, as, come out as a real estate agent. That sounds a bit strange, but it's true. She admitted it to us all and we forgave her and we're still <laughs> friends. Um, but what she... What an angle she's using is she's a generalist, but she is using her experience in Silicon Valley, the fact that she's lived here her whole life, as an angle to differentiate herself. So it might not be a, a niche in terms of a type of property, but if you can find a part of you and your business to shine a spotlight on, it will help differentiate you in the market. So she's basically saying, I've lived here my whole life. I know everything about this area and I can help you and your family get the most of living in Silicon Valley. It's not just about a house. It's about a home and all the fun you're going to have here. So she's using that to help differentiate her from other real estate agents in the market here. And that is probably a good time to go to break, John. 
Yes, it's probably a good time. We're going to go for our break, folks. We'll be coming back. We'll be delving in this really important world of copywriting. And um, we'll be back in a few moments, folks. Do you want quality leads from homeowners and buyers right in your own neighborhood? Then you need MailRite. It is a powerful but easy-to-use online marketing system that uses Facebook to generate real estate leads at a fraction of the cost you'd pay from our competition. We stand behind our work with a no-question-asked 30-day money-back guarantee. So don't delay. Get started today. Go to mail-right.com. We've had a fun time with Belinda. She knows her stuff. Uh, um, she, Robert has searched and um, found out she really knows her stuff so we've been having a really great conversation about copywriting so um what's the difference between uh, i've hired copywriters myself and um i also think a lot of people um think well i i, I was fantastic at school I, i've i was fantastic at college i can write my own copy and when you when they try and write copy for their website, for their blog, it doesn't work out very well because they don't realise there's differences. First, do you agree with that? And what are the differences and what are the things, the tips or the insights you can give about writing on your blog and on a website in general? Um, Firstly, I absolutely agree with it. There's something very funny that happens to 99% of the population that we sit down to write something that we think is important and we're transported back to our high school English essays that are going to get graded and needed a certain structure and needed a voice. And that's why, you know, working... I've, I've got cold sweat now. You, you, that's <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm getting a bit and worked up, Belinda. You're bringing back bad memories. A lot of clients sort of worry that their copy will sound too casual but this is exactly what we need our copy to do in this online and modern marketing because when marketing marketing copy is too aggressive it sets off our amygdala in our brain that is the part of our brain that warns us that we are in danger so when your marketing is too aggressive people instinctively will back off But when your marketing has a more conversational tone, and if you just Google conversational copywriting, this is a thing and it's just part of modern marketing and copywriting these days where your copy is a conversation that you are not there for. So you need to sound like it's a great conversation to be a part of. And a lot of people worry that their copy isn't going to sound professional, using air quotes, if it sounds like they speak. But when you're an awesome real estate agent and you're a professional salesperson, you you don't use slang and super casual language unless you pick it as the right tone of voice. More often than not, you're friendly, you're charming, you're informative, and you're persuasive. But you're still conversational with a human right in front of you. So my biggest tip is to kind of, is to write how you speak and then send it to a proofreader or an editor to maybe tighten it up a little bit. But that's the thing. We need to speak. Your blogs are are a fantastically informal way to impart your knowledge and experience. You should make them conversational. You should make them sound like you're speaking to one person and same with your website copywriting. So everyone needs to just kind of loosen it up. Think about who their ideal client is. Imagine they're right in front of them. And if it helps, 
pull out a dictaphone. Dictaphone, what am I talking about? Pull out your iPhone and record (laughs) yourself talking to that person right in front of you. Because when people get talking, and I find this when I take briefs from clients, they fill out the brief and they type it and it's fine, but then I get them on the phone and that's when I get the gold. When you're talking to a person, you explain things in a way that is natural and persuasive and, heavens forfend, interesting, and that's what you need your copy to do. Right, yeah. I think Robert's writing some copy right now, actually. I am writing some copy because I discovered that, unfortunately, this thing didn't post correctly to my Facebook page, and I really wanted it to, so I had to go back and redo the damn thing so that uh, people can see the... He's got a very see the pictures with the talky talk. Yeah, my my one person that logs in. Actually, I do have one person that logs in for my live thing. She's a friend of mine, and she's she's sitting in a real estate office here in Los Angeles. I guarantee you, getting ready to critique me. <laughs> she's oftentimes instant messaging me in real time, going, "Hey, Robert, I can see your cat." Oh <laughs> Thank the you. Cats, the cat. <laughs> right. So, um, I'm. I think the other thing is um, they do, they just don't break it up um, the copy in digestible little bits. Mm. You go into a bit about why having headers and subheaders and breaking it up is important, and why reading on the screen is a bit different than reading a book. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, Robert, when we we're talking before the show, you said you normally spend, you know three seconds or 30 seconds, you know, reading a website and then you're off. And, you know, 30 seconds is is a long time. You know, feedback, if you look at any kind of modern stats, people send spend less than 10 seconds on a website. So they get on a website and they're saying, is this, um, is this solution to the problem that I'm searching about? Um, do I like what I see? Can I find what I see? So the place that you drop people off at, and when you're looking at traffic generation strategies, most people just dump traffic at their homepage. And if you're going to do that, your homepage needs to be on point. It needs to say, this: you are in the right place. This is where you're going to find the solution to your problem. This is what I'm about, and you can trust me. And you need to get that all across in about eight seconds. To be honest, I'm at a five-second mark. I'm just like, one, two, three, four, five, I'm out. But if you're looking at traffic generation strategies, you need to consider maybe dropping them off at the page that is really relevant to the offer that you're making and offer, you know, to the to what they're searching for. But that said, when you when they are reading your copy, People are jumping around. So this is where headings and subheadings are absolutely critical because I'm spending a couple of my precious eight to 10 seconds quickly scrolling up and down the page, reading the subheadings and the headlines to get an understanding of what this content is about. Don't waste, I'm not going to waste my time reading anything until I'm pretty sure it's going to deliver. So you've got to have good headlines and good subheads, subheads that draw people in. And then you need to avoid having huge walls of copy because it's kind of, I, I like to say, it's like having a huge plate of food. It can be, it's just a bit overwhelming. You don't quite know where to begin. So, you know, you just tap out. That's when you need to have one idea per paragraph. Uh, I say no more than four or five lines per paragraph, one sentence paragraphs, even one word paragraphs, absolutely a thing and can be super effective to draw people into reading the next line. And I talk about it in terms of you've got to let your copy breathe. 
especially if it's a long article. So subheadings, white space between paragraphs, bullet points, all these kind of things. And then you can highlight phrases that you want to pop out from the page in bold. And that can help just draw the eye. And, you know, if you're thinking about how to do this, think about how you move around website content. What are you looking at? It's a, as you were saying, that it's a, it's very similar to basic um, design principles, isn't it? That white space, you know, in graphic design, um, you learn more is less. Really, you know, having a lot of white space, bold colours to emphasise something, spacing. Yeah. Um, you, when people into graphic design, they tend to throw in the kitchen sink, um, and somebody that's a bit more experienced learns that, you know emphasis is through white space and they're in some ways they're, I've got the impression that's a similar situation to good copywriting. Yeah, absolutely when it when it comes to a copywriting process the more experienced you get the more time you spend on editing so the better you are the more you take out. I was intrigued um, that somebody of your experience has a proofreader and editor even oh, now. Yes. Can you go maybe um, um, why that is so important and why you still do that, basically? Um, I do it because I'm a terrible proofreader. Proofreading your own copy is really hard <laughs> because more often than not, you have read the same bit of copy over and over and over again. So your brain is auto-correcting the mistakes and that's what I do. So all my client copy definitely goes to a proofreader. Um, you know, there are tools that you can use like Grammarly that will proofread stuff as you write online. Super helpful, but I still like to send it to a proofreader to make sure it's all correct. Even though my writing has a very casual tone of voice, I still like to make sure it's correct, that there's not any weird typos, you know, that you meant two double O and you put two. Grammarly doesn't check that, doesn't pick that up. Um, do the same thing. Yeah, absolutely. And when it comes to an editor, you know, sometimes it's just fantastic to get fresh eyes. So, you know, when I was writing my courses or I'm creating content that is really important, I'll send it to an editor slash proofreader just to have that really fresh face where she'll go, your meaning's not exactly clear here, you know, and things like that. And it's about perspective. You need to be able to step back. And if you don't want to outsource it, then you need to be able to leave enough time between writing and editing and publishing to reset your brain. That's great. <laughs> You're brilliant. I love this. Hey, we're at the uh, we're at the end, but can I suggest, Sean, that we do a couple of minutes of um, bonus bonus content and yeah, say sure. that uh, that we're going to focus on uh, um, uh, how like uh, we we want to do an exercise for the bonus content where we make you pretend that you're going to be a real estate agent and and what would your strategy be as, as a copywriter in in that in that one example? Are you are you game yeah. for that, Belinda? Absolutely. We're going to do yeah. that in the bonus content, folks, which you'll be able to watch and listen to on the MailRite YouTube channel or on the MailRite website with a full set of show notes and other information related to this interview. Belinda, 
Um, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Um, it's My been pleasure. a pleasure again. It's always great fun having you on the show um, or shows. Um, how can people get hold, find out more about you, your wisdom, and just indulge in your great writing? <laughs> Well, my website is my home base. Um, so it, that's copyrightmatters.com and that has links to social. I'm on Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn way too much. But if you go to my website, there's actually tons of free content. I have a free copywriting mini course and I also have, you know, things like you can book um, consultations with me and you can pick my brain. They're called pick my brain sessions and I have other kind of products on offer. But there's tons of free content on my blog. I also have a daily copywriting email that people might be interested in called The Daily Draft. Very, very short copywriting tips delivered every weekday. And I, I couldn't more recommend Belinda if I tried. Um, I think she's a great person and she really knows her stuff. So if you're looking for some good advice on copywriter, go to Belinda's site. Robert, how can people find out more about you and what you're up to? They can always check me out on inboundrem.com. Belinda, I wish that I had taken the time to repurpose my content for all these other channels, but I have not been the greatest at doing that. So you got to just go to inboundrem.com and you'll find me, find all my, my stuff there. Check out the podcast. Hey, there's a thought. There's that. And the same, um, if you are interested in Melwright and want more information, go to the Melwright site. All the episodes are on the Melwright website. It's really a, a mini university course in its own way. All the experts over the past two years that I've interviewed around real estate. We'll be back next week, folks, with our expert giving insight that will help you be a more successful real estate agent, not only for yourself, but for your family. And we'll see you soon, folks. Bye.